0: glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Capps. Now, the word affliction does not just mean sickness or disease, but it is included in that. That word affliction means pressures of life. That can include sickness, disease, financial matters, and many other things. That's the first thing that Satan brings against you to get God's Word out of you. When you have given and are believing for a return, he brings affliction or pressures of life to get the Word out of you so you'll give up and go back to your old way of living. But don't do it. Don't fall for his lie. Hold fast to the Word of God and you'll see a harvest. Now you see, when you start talking about the hundredfold return, people immediately with religious minds, they start thinking you're getting greedy. I'm not wanting something that God doesn't want me to have, but I want everything He promised me, don't you? So if the hundredfold return is a promise of the Bible, I want to enter into it. Now, if I shoot for a hundredfold and get thirty, well, that's better than shooting for nothing and hitting it. Isn't that right? (laughs) Somebody said those that stand for nothing will fall for everything. And I think that's right you got to stand for something, and you've got to stand for the Word of God. So why not put it toward the hundredfold return, and if you only hit 30 or 60, well, you're better off than you was if you'd aimed at nothing and hit it. And that's where a lot of people are aiming. They say, oh, I'm just leaving it up to God. Well, now, let me tell you something. In the farming business, I learned a long time ago, if you leave your farm up to God, you're going to go flat broke. You just say, now, Lord, whatever you want my farm to raise, just let it come up out there this year. I can tell you what you're going to raise, burrs, johnson grass, ragweeds, and they're going to repossess your farm. And that's how foolish it is to say, well, now, if it's God's will, it'll just come to me. No, you're going to have to believe for it. And you're going to have to enter into the things that God has promised us. Now, let's get back to this. Notice here, we're in the fourth chapter, Mark, where Jesus said, These are they that are sown among thorns, such as hear the word. And the cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches, and lust of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. Now, let's go on and read the rest of this. And these are they which are sown on good ground, Such as hear the word, receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirty, fold, some sixty, some a hundred. Now I want you to notice the different conditions of the same soil. Now sometimes we get an idea that this is four different pieces of soil. It is four different conditions of the same soil, and the soil he's talking about is your heart. Now that's why we need teaching in the body of Christ. You've got to teach people to get the thorns out. You've got to teach people to get the rocks out of their garden, out of their heart. Because you've got all kinds of ideas floating around in the religious circles that it's wrong to have riches. Right here it says, one of the things that Satan uses is deceitfulness of riches, Now, see, we've always thought that on this side of the fence. Well, there's people saying that they're serving riches, so they're taking riches to be their God. Well, that would be deceptive, wouldn't it, to think that riches was everything. But let me tell you something that's just as wrong on the other side of the fence, that is to believe that it's wrong to have money or riches. It's not wrong to have riches. It's wrong for riches to have you. God doesn't mind you having riches. He just doesn't want them having you. So deceitfulness of riches can work on both sides of the fence, and I'll guarantee you there's more people that have got it working on the side where they believe riches is wrong than the others that's got it on the other side believing riches is everything. And what it does, it makes the Word of God ineffective to you if you believe that way. Because how could you believe for all of your need to be met and you to have abundant supply when you believe it's wrong to have that? And God doesn't want you to have it. See, you can't believe it if other than you have knowledge. And if you don't have knowledge of God's will, then you couldn't believe for it. It is impossible to pray the prayer of faith when you don't know what God's will is. Amen. Jesus said in Matthew 21 22, All things whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. Well, now, how are you going to believe it? that God will do it or that it will come to you if you don't know whether it's his will or not. Now let me give you a classic example of this in the area of healing and it work in anything else in Mark the first chapter. You find a leper comes to Jesus and said, Jesus, he said, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. I mean, he said, I know you can heal me, but I just don't know whether you will or not. Now here's a man that he didn't have any precedent for knowing whether Jesus would heal a leper or not because to that point there was no record of any lepers being healed. So he didn't have any word for it. So he doesn't really know whether it's Jesus' will to heal a leper or not. And Jesus just walks over to that old boy, and I can just see that old boy with his mouth open because Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and healing power. And he laid hands on that old boy and nothing happened, absolutely nothing. Nothing happened. Now, until Jesus said, I will. And Mark records it, as soon as he had spoken, immediately he was cleansed. Now what happened? The boy could release no faith in Jesus to heal him or that he would heal him until he knew what his will was. When he said, I will, he said, I got it and he was healed. Amen. All right, suppose you go to God and ask him for the money to pay the note on your house at the end of the year, but you don't know whether it's God's will or not. It's impossible to pray the prayer of faith when you don't know God's will. It can't be done. The impossibility. But if you know God's will, then you can pray in faith. In all things whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Now see, the divine energy to cause the manifestation of that which you've prayed for or asked is in the Word itself to cause it to come to pass. So if you don't know what the Word said about it, you don't have that divine energy to cause the manifestation of it. So when it comes to thorns and rocks in the hearts of people, some of it is deceitfulness of riches, thinking it's wrong to have riches, thinking that you always got to be under pressure to serve God. Or well, you go down the street and ask anybody on the street, would it be better to have the money to pay your bills,
1: buy groceries,
0: and be able to give to others, or would it be better to just never have enough and always be going in lack? They'd vote 100%. It's better. It's better to have your needs met. But you go to church on Sunday and take a poll. Those same people will say, oh, it's better to be in lack. The only time they believe that's when they're in church. That's hypocritical. Jesus said, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy, but I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He didn't say I'm come that you might have more debts in them more profoundly. And more trials in them more often. No, that wasn't what Jesus said. And Jesus is not confused when he says that Satan brings these things against you to get the word out of you. So what will you have to do? You've got to get these stones and these thorns out of people's hearts. Now, you know, if you plant a vegetable garden with thorns already grown up in there, the thorns are going to choke them. Now, let me tell you something about these rocks and these stones that maybe you hadn't thought about. The saw will work just as hard, do the same thing, to a rock as it will to a seed. It'll furnish it with moisture. It'll furnish it with nutrients. It'll spend as much time trying to make that rock produce as it will a seed, but there's no life in that rock. Mm -hmm. So you're wasting the soil's moisture and the energy and the nutrients to try to get something to produce that will not produce. And besides that, it crowds the seed out. So it's important to get the rocks and the thorns out and put the Word of God in there. Now, Jesus said, the soil that was prepared had the rocks out, had the stones out, and there was depth of earth, an understanding of it. It brought forth some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. Now, see, it depends on the amount of rocks you get out, whether you're going to have a 30, 60, or 100 fold. See, the rocks is going to limit production. Thorns are going to limit production. And I'll tell you, when it comes to healing, there's one thorn that stuck more people than any thorn in the world, and that's Paul's thorn. (laughs) Well, you know, Paul had a thorn in the flesh, and God wouldn't heal him. Well, Paul did have a thorn in the flesh, but he did get rid of it. And it wasn't sickness and disease, it was exactly what Paul said. It was a messenger of Satan sent to buffet him. And Paul got rid of it by acting on the word of God because you find him in the last chapter, the last two verses of the book of Acts, it says that he dwelled in his own hired house. Now he's supposed to be in jail. He dwelled in his own hired house, rented his own house. He preached the gospel freely, no man forbidding him. The only time in all of his life he'd been able to do that. Why? Because he got rid of that messenger Satan that had been buffeting him and stirred up trouble everywhere he went because he acted on the word of God and he waited for the anointing of God to come on him and then he would cast that thing off of him. For instance, the little woman that followed him around three days said, these are the servants of the Most High God. Well, she was right, but who wants the devil witnessing for you? And the anointing of God came on him and he said, come out of her in the name of Jesus and she was delivered to that demon. God bless you. We do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Now, we're talking about the hundredfold return, and this week our offer is offer number 7213. Two CDs for $15, plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. The hundredfold return. Now, sometimes people say, well, I just don't believe that Jesus really meant what he said about the hundredfold return. Well, now let's take a look at it. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. We didn't get through with it. In the fifth chapter of Luke, Peter had done everything he knew to do, wasn't catching any fish. He fished all night, and Jesus asked him if he could use his boat. So he invested his boat in Jesus' ministry for an hour or so while he preached a sermon. And I believe he preached on prosperity because Peter got prosperous after that happened. And he said to Peter, now launch out into the deep and let down your nets. Now, remember, they fished all night and didn't catch anything. And he said, Lord, we fished all night and taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I'll let down the net. Now, notice, he said, I will let down the net. We haven't caught anything but at your word. It makes a difference when you do things at the words of Jesus. Not just because it's the thing to do or because somebody said something that they thought the Bible said. Find out what the Word says for yourself. And when he launched out in the deep, let down his nets, he caught two boatloads of fish, and it was about to sink both of them. And now this happened in less than probably three hours. And sometimes people say, well, you never get a hundredfold return in this lifetime. Well, Peter did. He got a hundredfold return before the sun went down. That's offer number 7213. It's entitled, A Hundredfold Return. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling. A total of $19. We have toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. That's one 1- Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046.